All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Off Topics podcast. We are here this week. You know, we don't even have an actual structure for today, but um, you know, there's a lot going on: sports, UFC, wrestling, um, inappropriate toys. But um, so I mean, so Mike, you've paid attention more to March Madness than probably either of us. So like what's like what's your thoughts on I mean I guess they haven't set the bracket yet. My bad. But um Fucking pop bottle. So like so what's like what's your game? Like what's like are you into March Madness like that or Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I like the beginning of March Madness because it's like I get to watch my favorite teams go head up. And right now, um, they have Alabama, the prediction. Like, I just got done seeing the prediction list of Alabama being on top, which is one of my favorite teams. And then, um, but it sucks because they don't have Michigan on the bracket. Yeah, I just seen that. That actually, that's that's a rarity because it's like, I mean, it's not that they have a winning record, but it's not by a ton. I think it's like 17 and 14 right now, which... Yeah, I don't know. I, I've seen worse teams in there with pretty average records, but I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how they do it. I mean, it's they have their own system to how they do it, but it's like I'm like, well, anybody up here, we're like, I really don't care about the bracket. I mean, halftime, I just made them up. Yeah, it's pretty much like that because it's. I feel like they kind of cheat the good, the real, real good teams. You know that that deserve to be on that list and. One of those teams is Clemson. Clemson didn't make the list, and I like Clemson. Um, but I don't think Clemson had a pretty good record this year. I'm not for sure. I haven't really been paying attention. I just, I'm just i not a big college basketball buff. Like, I have family who's way into it. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I like college football, but I don't care much for college basketball. See, for me, I, I, I like college basketball and college football. I just... I never really got into watching it this year, and then I just pulled up my uh, season of my team of Michigan State and seeing all their wins and stuff like that. And I didn't know they did that great this year. Yeah, Michigan State actually had a pretty good, pretty good season this year. Um, I say, yeah, they beat Michigan I think once this year. Yep, that was at the their first game. Ohio State is having even. Like they beat Ohio State. I was shocked. Yeah. Michigan's ranked right number six, which is quite a big deal, actually. But I mean, but like, I mean, I feel like some of like, much like college football, college basketball is you know, a similar thing. You know, certain teams, like certain colleges, just have good like sports. Um, I mean, I don't even think Gonzaga has a football team. I don't even. I couldn't even guess. If they yeah, did, same. They're freaking terrible. I never heard of them playing football. I was football. gonna say I never even heard <laughs> of them. Like, yeah, it, it's just kind of weird how you how you map out college basketball and like, do these places have other like they have football programs? I mean, obviously like UCLA, yes, Boise State, TCU, Iowa, like Utah, Michigan State, <laughs> Auburn. Like, I, I just I I've never actually dug into like if. Well, you got to look at like coming like like when you're looking at like Xavier, Gonzaga, and you're seeing like they're from the Big East. So a lot of Big East, you know what I'm saying colleges like that, they do have football programs. It's just we they play like our team, like Central Michigan, Eastern they're, Michigan. They're, they're more they're more like 
Division. Was it Division One or Division? Oh, Division Two. I don't know. Is it one or two? I don't know how they map it out. But like, yeah, because I mean, maybe they just play like the Grand Valley, the Central Michigan, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, maybe we just we just don't pay attention because actually don't. they don't even play Grand Valley. Grand Valley is not even a Central One Division college. Grand Valley is like GRCC. They're like the I mean, they're, Division they're playing B. Western, they're playing Central. Last I checked, because they played, I think they played Ferris in the championship or something for the state. I think. I don't know. I don't have much facts to to spit. I'm not gonna ponder on here for 20 seconds trying to figure out what the heck I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> well, it's like teams like St. Mary's. I don't know if they have a, you no know, saying. I mean, uh, and maybe and the thing is, is that some of these they might, for all intents and purposes, be, like, because it's like if you're if you're at the level you know that you're playing at in basketball, like, do yeah. you have, like, do some of these places not have either their football program absolutely sucks, but uh. Like San Diego State. San Diego State actually has a football team. Um, they play teams like uh, Ohio, Miami. Um, uh, they play teams like TCU, uh, Western Michigan, Central. Yeah, I'm trying to look up and see if they... I mean, they have a base, good baseball program. I mean, it doesn't really... I just don't think that they're... They're really concentrated on playing the bigger ones, but I don't know. Anyways, I mean, so, so like the week as it stands, um, I mean, obviously we 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 know more about wrestling than we do most of the things that we talk about. Um, I mean, I don't mean to like reiterate and rehash things, but um. So, with wrestling right now, I mean, most of WrestleMania is pretty much set. Um, my buddy and I, well, me and Tim both went to uh, Raw this past, or last, this past Monday, and, and honestly, like, it, it's, it's a good show, it was, it was a good live, you know, good live show, obviously, you know, uh, it was, I honestly knew, even without even any rumors or anything else about you know, Trish and Becky Lynch winning the tag belts because I'm sorry, nobody, uh, nobody. Lita, Lita, and Becky. Is it, oh, what did I say? I say Trish. Trish. I see Trish in my brain, but um, <laughs> but but no, like I, you know, there's there's no like damage control is is a garbage stable. They they've basically just been placeholders for, you know, actual talent because it's like the women's tag division really is non-existent. Not really. I mean, it went downhill. Not, it's nowhere near the caliber of the men's, and I feel like maybe the, you know, if WWE brought up NXT talent to start building a tag division, because there's just not. So it's like when they brought the tag team, you know, I think it was Elimination Chamber, I think, a couple of years back. Yeah. You know, for the, 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 for the inaugural Women's Tag Team Championships, which... I mean, it was good then, but even those teams were thrown together. You know, there's. I, I really wish that, like, Tox Attraction would have went to the main roster as that. Because that's a good tag team. Yeah, you now know, they split them up. And obviously, they split them up, obviously. And I mean, that was kind of a shoe in as soon as Mandy Rose, Sachs, whatever you want to freaking call her, you know, got the boot because she decided to make real money. You know, doing fan time, which whatever, man. You know, teach their own in the sense of that. But um, 
I mean, so like, I mean, I know Mike's been kind of playing catch up in the in the wrestling world, but like, it's yeah. We just need to get him some hook phonics books for wrestling. Basically, but I mean, <laughs> like, but I mean, like, wrestling as a product now obviously is is way more storyline based because you have social media, you have you have everything to make the storyline continue to basically live throughout and outside of the ring versus back in the day where it was like you you watched on TV and that's what the product was and that's what you knew, that's what you hypothesized off of. Yep. And if you're one of the, you know saying, one of the kids that grew up in a household with a computer, then you can read about it, but you don't get a chance to like relive the what you saw. Yeah, you're basically Pretty much. the narration part of it, not necessarily like the live um, feed of it. And obviously, like, I mean, honestly, SmackDown's been around for what twenty? Is it twenty something years? Yeah, it's something like that. It was it twenty eight, twenty three years, something like that. Yeah, and so it's. I mean, so obviously, Raw's been around for freaking you know thirty. You know, obviously longer than that. Yeah, so it's like, a Raw. Uh, Raw debuted with I don't remember what date, but I know the year was nineteen ninety three. Yeah, and that's when they, you know, when that caught traction. And obviously, yeah. like there what was really, a, what really caused SmackDown to happen was The Rock when he said, oh, yeah. "Start play, like I'll lay the SmackDown, Smackdown on your yeah, candy asses and stuff know, like that's that." How, that's how that brand started. Which yep. Which was that? Ninety six, ninety five. Yeah, see, they yeah they had different type of shows. You had, you had on Sunday, you had Sunday Night Heat, and that yep. was always taped before Raw, and then you had Vengeance. I think not Vengeance. Uh. Va- oh, I can't think of the name of it. it. Started with a V. I know that. Yeah. It was again before SmackDown. That was on. Uh, I think Saturdays. Yeah, they. I mean, because you had main of. I mean, because honestly, even like main events been around for. I don't know how long that's been around. You know, because you basically have these. I didn't even know they still did that. Yeah, they they recorded main event just before Raw. Um you know on monday yeah they do that and on smackdown they do the the another another one yeah i well i think they'll probably do the cruiserweight stuff possibly i think i don't know or what is it 205 live or whatever i don't know if they still do that anymore do they i mean if it's, it's i think now. they got rid of it i think they i think on raw they do one taping of uh main event and then i think on smackdown they do another one and then they air both of those matches, I think, on Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, they're they're. I think it's about like like I mean, ten o'clock in the morning. They're, they're only really actually about 25, 30 minutes of actual product, and then it's just a half an hour of storytelling, basically. I don't know. I I actually have me personally. I actually have miss uh, Sunday Night Heat. I enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, like, it was a different time where they had to push as much product as they possibly could, just because it was still developing. Even though, like, obviously, you know, you know, when you had, you know, the the Monday Night Wars and stuff like that, you had, you had a bigger push to make as much content as humanly possible to get oh, the yeah. product out. Um, and so, you know, and again, you had these more of these shows, so you could you could put more storytelling into the individual shows. You know, as big or small as the things were, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I I think the product as it stands right now, I think 
it's getting a little stagnant. Um, <coughs> I mean, maybe that's, you know, just my perspective, but I mean, I feel like it's kind of plateauing in the sense of like, okay, well, it's, you know, you have, you know, Raw, SmackDown, you know, both titles on, you know, the same group of people. But it's like, they're not, like, you know, the Usos are defending their stuff on a, you know, a more weekly basis than Roman even appears on TV. Pretty much. You know, and, you know, Roman's basically strictly on SmackDown 75% of the time. So what does that do for this, you know, for the other, you know, for the World Heavyweight title yeah, that's he, just kind of there? Yeah, he's supposed to be on, he if he's going to be the champion on SmackDown and Raw would that yeah, both I mean, titles, he needs to be on both shows, not just yeah, one. And the, I, I just think they need to split it back up again. And not in the sense of a brand split. I mean, if they want to have one tag team championship, that's fine. I'm, I could live with that. Oh, I, I, I prefer them having one tag title as they go, both, uh, yeah. go on both shows. Because then, it, because then it would expand the division, just like, you know, just like in the sense of, you know, because there's a, there's a ton more male... Um, factions and groups than there is women because in the there's a lot there's there's a lot of women that they could at least at least be tag team jobbers at least just so they can kind of continue to you know develop you know the tag team division because it's just a lot of independent people and then like oh well let's put these people together for this one night or whatever else and honestly there's quite a bit of tag teams actually in NXT right now as it stands and like they're actually you know really really actually pushing you know a lot of tag team in nxt and if you don't watch nxt i kind of think you should just because it's it's, there's so many up-and-coming wrestlers that i feel like deserve bigger pushes um because obviously like i i honestly like i loved when they brought up um la night like I, like he's he has such a good character. He has so much charisma, so much like to say. You know his gimmick. Yeah, like that's such L-A-N-I-E-R. a like a night. Yeah, like that's that's a good shtick, man. And like the fact that he's coming in off get and dealing with Bray Wyatt, but Bray Wyatt stuff needs to freaking move along a little faster because we're all like, okay, cool, another thing, another thing. Because when they had that one, when he came back, and they had all the characters around the ring, like, you know, in real-life characters, like, that was kind of cool. But now, like, you, you you went out the gate, and you brought that, and then you just kind of plateaued now. Now it's uh, just be, these... Before you start, when we were talking about L and Knight there, I just saw a video on TikTok. Of, it was a, a promo between... CM Punk and Kevin Nash, uh, the security guards. Ella Knight was one of the security guards in the middle of them stopping CM Punk, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, I don't remember that, but I, I'm like, yeah, that is Ella Knight. Yeah, no, like that's the thing is, is like, I mean, the fact that he had to do that Max Dupree like gimmick there for oh, like, that was stupid, you know. But you know what, man? Like that's that's jobber one oh one. Like mm-hmm. you, you enter in and if you can run this character, then you can get the bump. And honestly, like and I I just think the whole Maximil models gimmick is stupid. Oh yeah, that I, I hate that. Row is stupid. Like why how like you know what, I'm sorry, you suck Triple H. 
like you brought back, you know, Hit Row, which was a giant flop. You don't have Swerve, so you don't have a, you don't have a, a three man thing much you know much like some of the other factions. You like they're just they're stupid. They're just jobbers. They're not even like you brought them back just for the sake of like. I mean, I don't want to call it like it is, but like, you just brought them back just to kind of, you know, be the the, the group that just kind of get these middle level matches, these little trinkets of, you know, talent. But like I said it a thousand times, even before they came back, I was like, if you don't, if you don't, you don't come back with Swerve, and when Swerve went to AEW, so you know, yeah, he he was good. I like yet. him. Like Swerve made that team. Oh yeah, definitely, hundred percent. I mean, they they started because of all of of Swerve Scott. Like that's how they got their start. But then it's like you have, you know, the rest of it that's left, and it's just kind of stupid. Like way to way to waste waste time. Triple H bringing them back, but, but so they do they still have like Buried Alive, SummerSlam. I mean, they just yeah, they like, still have those. Yeah, I mean, they still have a fair amount of pay per views, but like the pay per views at this point have gotten kind of boring. Kind of boring. Like you have, you know, this was the first time because I think the last time they had elimination ever was like one. You know, and like Hell in a Cell, like they, you know, they had two finally again, but it's like they go in the sense of like, let's have a TLC thing with only one TLC match, or let's have Extreme Rules. With one extreme rules match, like every match should just be a freaking extreme rules match. If you're gonna if you're gonna have that kind of pay per view, yeah, it's if it's gonna be an extreme rules pay per view, every freaking match should be extreme. See, me personally, they out if they ever, I want, I would love them to bring back, uh, like Bad Blood that pay per view, uh, um, Vengeance. Well, they, and there was a couple good big pay-per-views well, I would they, love to see bring back. They now they now run a lot of those old names pay-per-views in NXT like the Great American Bash, yep. Vengeance Day, when they used to have, when they for a brief moment they had Roadblock, you know, before WrestleMania, and now that's NXT branded, and so NXT is basically like now that NXT has more broadened. They've basically they gimmick those names to NXT, but, like, they don't have long shows, though. Like, their pay-per-views are legitimately the same length as a regular, the regular, like, taping. So it's not like there's anything different. It's, it's still the same time constraint. It's not, you know, and I get it. They don't have as much talent because there's only, you know, only one roster. But, like, I mean, make, them big, make the bigger matches, make bigger stipulations, like, just kind of, you know, from a creative standpoint, just, you know, bring some more creativity. You know, if you're going to bring back these other, you know, these pay-per-view names, then restore them to what they were. But you can't sit there and bring the name back and then it's just like, oh, it's just another, just another taping. Just another, another, another hour and a half, whatever show. Because I think, I think it's an, it's two hours on TV and it's like an hour-ish on stream. And so they, it's because a lot of a lot of times, like what you have to fully realize is that like, when you have, when you have stuff that's that's you know live versus what's the stream amount because because the streaming basically takes out the commercials, it takes out, you know, 
a lot of the a lot of the content because like even like since raw is three hours but the 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 streaming is two hours and then you have smackdown that is smackdown is what two hours i think smackdown is uh two hours raw is three yeah and so i think there's like an hour and a half or something worth um which I think I think it would be nice to have SmackDown be three hours too. Like I think like because you know what what's an extra hour? I mean even sounds like really only really realistically a half an hour forty five minutes of content to make that you know that extra hour push. Because like they have more storylines that they could develop, but it's like you you have basically you've. You've thwarted all of the talent and all the everything to have to, everything to do with the bloodline, and so now, you, as opposed to having separate tag, you know, events on Raw and SmackDown, separate championship stuff, you know, from the you know the heavyweight championship and the Universal, like separating those, having more develop, you know, develop more content for each show, you have everything pushed on three people, and you know, for any you know you've who've watched. You know, wrestling back in the day, you know there was there was there was honestly more content and it was like less time. And the so like, I know Mike, you're big. looking at me like you want to say something. So yeah, so like action was big. Um, don't get me wrong. Like I don't know much about the wrestling now. Um, like the as far as the characters and the main events and things that are going on now, but. We talk about from like ninety five all the way to like two thousand, two thousand one. Hey, <laughs> I actually like a lot of the classic wrestlers that I grew up watching. Nelson, I think the the events were very, very live. Nelson, there were actions. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot more to you know wrestling back then because there was like. There wasn't a whole lot of commercials. There wasn't a whole lot of anything because, like, no. again, the time frame in which you're in. You know, there was no social media. There was, there was barely even internet. There wasn't even internet, honestly, until, like, maybe 98. So you, maybe somewhere in that realm. You kids you know, with the cell phones, you're spoiled. You're spoiled kids with these cell phones. You can do whatever you wanted. We wish we had technology like that when we were kids. Oh, yeah. I didn't get my first cell phone until I was like a senior in high school. I was I was a f- like tenth grade. I had a Kurosera. I had a Verizon. <laughs> I had some type of Verizon flip phone. If you don't know anything about little Kurosera, or however it was pronounced, <laughs> like I got my first phone when I was in seventh grade, and I had a Nextel. Oh, I had I had a I had some I had some of them uh, chirp phones. Dude, the chirp phone was on fire though, man. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I enjoy those. Now, now I'm sitting here with a thirteen hundred dollar phone. <laughs> right. Like, in this, in like, so we'll just rabbit trail to come to technology. But like, it's crazy. Like back in the day, like when you had that, when you had that like fifty gig hard drive in your computer, it was like whoa. And it's like now, now you can get. It took a whole massive, big ass computer to have that much data, but yet now you can get a, you can literally get, like your phone with. 264 mm-hmm. in a phone like think about how small a phone is compared to like compared to the other you know like it's it's so i'm looking at 
the pay-per-views. So NXT does the Vengeance, Vengeance Day. NXT does the Roadblock. Um, spring Breaking. I mean, I don't know exactly what that is about. But, like, um, they actually don't list... It doesn't say they've confirmed Backlash for this year. Or at least from... Like, some of these aren't even confirmed. Like, there's NXT in your house, which was kind of like the old... Um, the Great American in, yeah, it's, uh In your house is like the old uh, in your house uh, TV show yeah, they had so on Saturdays. NXT Great American Bash, same thing. Um, NXT Heat Wave, which is basically their SummerSlam. But um, Halloween Havoc they do. Um, and so, yeah, and so it's like they're 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 using those old ones, but they're putting them in NXT. And I mean. They're just not what they were. No. You know, I mean, even, I mean, even, even before like Hell in a Cell was a thing, like that thing was on just like a taping on Raw, or the you know the most synonymous one, which was Hell in a Cell, King of the Ring. I think it was like ninety, maybe ninety. I don't know. 97, 97. 97, 98, something like that. King you of know, the Ring with, with Undertaker and Mick Foley, like. Like that's like that that match would have been like a headliner of WrestleMania. No, Undertaker and Kane. Well, well, no, I'm saying, I'm, but I'm saying the most synonymous Hell in a Cell between. Oh yeah, Undertaker Mick Foley and Undertaker, Foley, or yeah. mankind or whatever, he, whatever he was using at the time. But like, Man. you know, like that was a, that you know, I mean, and to a certain extent, they like Hell in a Cell is so watered down in the sense of like, oh, there's only two matches. Like how many matchups that we have in you know in, in wrestling in general? I don't even care what we're talking about AEW, TNA, any of the other brands. Like that that kind of match is like, hey, we have this rivalry and this is where it's gonna end. Like that's what the Hell in a Cell originally was was a, it was a means to an end. And so I, man, I don't know. I I don't mind the product in the sense of storytelling, but like the most recent thing with. You know, like, okay, so, you know, recently there was, a you know, an event where, you know, uh, Rhea Ripley basically made a fan cry, right? Like, I understand, like, you know, being a wrestler and being hated and, like, you know, upsetting kids or something because, you know, your person didn't win or something. But, like, to go out of her way to be a complete douche rocket, like, (laughs) that's, that's just, like... You're, you piss a lot of people off. And and so, like, and it, it was cool that, like, Liv Morgan brought that fan back and had a little sweet moment and everything. And that's cool. That's great. That's grand, you know, that, that she did that because that's, at the end of the day, like, the fans make, you know, the fans pay their bills. But, um, so, not to, like, go on another tangent of rabbit trails, but, uh, Like, so where, so, okay, so does anybody besides me kind of watch, like, NBA? Yeah, I, I watch it here and there. Okay, so so I had this delightful conversation with a guy to an Uber last night, and, you know, he's like, who's the GOAT? And I'm like, obviously we know who the GOAT is, right? And I was explaining to him the statistics of it, right? Like, it took, it took LeBron 300, like, 300 more games to be, be to beat more, more more points than Michael Jordan, right? Three hundred games. 
Like, if you're averaging 30 a game, 300 games, what is that, 9,000 points? Like, so you can't sit there like, I get it, LeBron. LeBron was probably one of the best of, we'll say, the 2005 and beyond, right? But, like, he doesn't, he's never defined the position. He never, he's a, he's a team-jumping little bitch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, we, no one has respect for that. He... And then you're gonna sit there and go to the Lakers and taint that. Yeah, I would never. I like I will never count him as a goat. He will never be a goat no, to I mean, me. He's not even in. He's not. He's not even in the top five. You 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 know these people think they know all, all this information, right? They think they they think they go. Oh, I know. I know this this and this. But I'm like, do you though? There's people like Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp. Just to name a few. That that when these guys talk. They know what the hell they're talking about. You know, these guys, they, they, they do it for a living. They don't just, they don't just scroll down and get, get a little bit of information and then just be like, oh, yeah, I know this is bullshit, kid. You don't know anything. I mean, that's a good valid question because I listen to Shaq. Shaq, people may make fun of Shaq, but Shaq is very intelligent about basketball. Like, he knows, you know what I'm saying? And he feels the same yeah. way. Um... But Shaq is not going to take away LeBron. Like, like I put it like this: If Shaq wanted to put out his five, his top five, you know, what I'm saying all-time favorite basketball players, you know, what I'm saying excluding himself, LeBron won't even make his five. Oh, I already knew that one. Well, no, and then when they sit there and talk about like, you know, these 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 young commentators go on there and talk like, you're gonna pass on Kobe, you're gonna pass on Michael. I mean, that's what Stephen Curry did. Stephen Curry literally took Michael and Kobe out of his out of this whole thing. I'm like, wait a minute, hold up, wait a minute. You wouldn't be where you were at without them. Yeah, those two actually paved your fucking way. Like, you you got you got guys. Uh, well, the, the thing is, is like, you know, from from a just just shooting, not like complete player. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. Like, the numbers don't lie. The stats don't lie. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, the guy's got the three-point record right now, and he's still going. Like, think about the caliber of that. Like, he passed, you know, the you know the three-point thing. But I will say in my defense, because I, I'm, I like to know what I'm talking about in the sense of, like, okay, think about the game now versus 20 years ago. Three-point game wasn't a thing. So, like, you know, much like LeBron's points, as much as I love Steph Curry, Believe it's, it. not, it's a different game. You cannot compare something from a different time when three-pointing shooting wasn't a big deal. You passed no. to the big guy. But you know who brought the who brought the three-point range in to where now you have three-point shooters like Kevin Garnett. You got me, Kevin Durant. Um you got guys that shooting three point range like Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant. Uh, you got uh, Horace, like Kobe paved that. You know what I'm saying? When Jordan passed the torch to Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant was shooting. You know what I'm saying? Like beyond the, the three point range before even Stephen Curry was even thinking about it. Before he even came in the league, Kobe was shooting damn near half court threes. And it's like, and people don't understand this. Like, the three-point range is so totally different from high school and college. It's, it's, it's not the same. And like, that's why, like, it's, it's hard to compare 
different generations of sports, whether it's, I mean, even, even hockey, basketball, soccer, football, all these sports were different 20 years ago. Yes. You know, it, and, you know, and I had this guy, and I was talking to this guy, and I was like, well, you know, the longevity of players now, you know, it's, it's, it's longer. And he's like, so you're going to basically, you know, it's not LeBron's fault that, you know, the league is the way it is now. And I'm like, but it kind of is because, like, you, you know, so you've been in the league for 20-plus years, and you've influenced how the game is played. The, the foul stuff, the, you know, and the amount of, like, presence of information that we have coming in a thousand miles per, you know, a thousand miles an hour. Like, the NBA now is... is it's a joke. Nas- it's the National Basketball Bitch Association, okay? It's the Pretty NBA. much. Because it's, you know, you you have longevity because you literally treat these guys like, like they're glass. You know, back in the 90s, dude, Shaq, we, dude, he would be playing with a broken hand or shit like that, like her. Any kind of injuries. They played through it because it was the love of the game. Now it's the love of fucking money. I mean, yeah, like, say, say it now, it's, now it's just all they care about is the going out there getting a damn paycheck, and that's pretty much Well, it. that's what Shaq said. You know what I'm saying? That's what Shaq said, and that's what he told Charles Barkley. He's like, listen, he's like, Shaq, when Shaq came into the league, Shaq had one thing on his mind, domination. He well, didn't pretty much. You no, know saying that's what he wanted because he wanted the spotlight of Michael Jordan. He didn't like Michael Jordan because he had the spotlight, and Shaq wanted it, and that was his goal. It's like now, and Shaq was like, it wasn't even about the money. The money was fun. The money was good to have, but my my intentions was to become yeah, one but, of the great. A lot of that money he gets, he he puts it back back into his town, back into anybody that actually needs yeah, it. Shaq, Shaq, yeah, Shaq is such a he's such a guy who gives back. That that money the money to him doesn't mean shit. You know he he's but he's very very wise with his money. Oh yeah, now <laughs> as he got. Yeah, I was say back then. Yeah, back then he actually blew it on a lot of stupid shit, but now. He actually, it op- he actually gives back to like when he sees kids that uh, they struggle to get a pair of shoes. To, yeah, to man. get a bike, a pair of shoes, some yeah, nice fancy, store, some nice clothes hat. for school. He I, he he'll buy that stuff for him. I had a pair of Shaq Nelsons back in the day. Did I? Did I? Oh, I had a pair. I had, I had a pair of Shaq shoes. No, like and like they're they're a cool they're a cool shoe brand that's not gonna break the freaking bank. No. No. You know, it's like, and it's, it's, you know, that's the thing is, is like, you know, I'm all for the, you know, the branding of like, you know, Jordan's shoes and everything, but like, I can't even justify spending 50 bucks on a pair of shoes, let alone, you know, 100, 200, 300, 400, two grand. Oh God, I think the, the most expensive I ever spent on a pair of shoes, I think it's like 170 something. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like. That's when I was playing I basketball. <laughs> I'm kind of like out of that character because I'm like I have at home I have um, I have three pairs of Elevens, um, my red and black, my black and red Elevens are two sixty, two sixty, then my black and gray ones those were like. Hundred and forty. And now, now I just pretty much just spent uh, spend on a pair of shoes are just at least under a hundred bucks. Like, don't get me wrong, man. Like, I look at my shoes and I'll be like, I'm so sad that I, 
man, that money could have went so or something else. So, I was something so, that I really, really wanted. These so, are just going to get dirty and fall apart in like a. Because you got to think, months. like when the first, like I was around when the first Elevens hit. When the first Elevens came out, which were the original, the ones that I have now, they were all black with the red bottoms. When they hit Woodland Mall, when they came first came out. Yes, I was there. I was one of the kids that wanted a pair of Elevens. I didn't get a pair of Elevens that day. I ended up getting some crossover Converse because all the Elevens were sold out. They were ex- they were very very expensive. I remember those. And all my friends at school were wearing Elevens, and now I come in wearing some white and blue Converse. Thing is, Converse are cool though, man. Like they still have that nostalgia. Oh yeah, I've seen plenty of people uh, wearing those still. They want them. They, I'm starting to see a lot more people wearing them as more of just a fashion style. Pretty much. Yeah. Some I some actually wear for fashion. Some I I actually have sat and talked to and asked them why they wear them. They said they're to their opinion they're very very comfortable. And believe it or not, Dwayne Wade has a, a Converse shoe contract. Mm-hmm. Well, there's plenty of NBA players and uh, plenty of athletes out there that have their money into the, that brand of shoe. Yeah, if I, I will definitely will I will definitely invest my money. I never I never really got in. I I tried to uh, wear a pair of those before. They're to me they're just not for me. They're not good. They're, I'm not. I don't like Converse because they're not good for my feet. I had to have like some like memory foam in mine shoes. Let's see. Would my my feet my if I don't have that my feet will be killing by the end of the day. Yeah, no, that's the thing is like I would rather buy a pair of average shoes that were comfy than because okay, so like my oldest son is you know he's a sneakerhead right, but just all Air Force One though right. You know, and it was funny the other day. I kind of called him a little sissy. He was like, I was like, well, meet me meet me down the street, whatever, because it will be easier to pick you up here. And he's like, well, I don't want to mess up my shoes. And I'm like, what, by walking? <laughs> like, you sit there and drop this money on shoes that aren't even all that comfortable. Like, literally, the, you think about it, Air Force Ones are no different than the same dimensions as, like, the old Adidas, right? Yes. Like, the the shell toe joints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. What I'm like, they're not that they're I had a pair. Don't get me wrong, they're cool looking, but, but they're like, not yeah, that comfortable. Well the thing is is like you can buy like the like the Nike like whatever ones that are basically like Air Force ones without the freaking little metal thing that says AF1 on it. Yep. <laughs> like you can the thing is is like how like how from someone who you know you know, is you know, like I'm not frivolous too much with my money, but I couldn't justify. It. <laughs> like, I mean, I I put it like this: I'll spend seventy five bucks on a pair of Air Force Ones. Oh, I would. Yeah, yeah but, I'm like, but it's not a shoe that I would want to wear every day. Well, no. Exactly. I mean, honestly, like I just picked up some Jordans. From some of the marketplace, and I'm very like jealous of that. Right? I'm jealous, bucks, dude. I, I I don't care what happens to them for forty bucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I got some Under Armour ones that I paid twenty bucks for. 
I got some Air Max ones I paid $18 for. Like, I will find deals. And, like, and there's so much crap on Facebook Marketplace that you can literally find. Like, cheap stuff on there, whether it's, you know, like, you know, computer stuff or, like, clothing or shoes or jerseys or, like, just about freaking anything because if you're patient enough, you can find freaking anything for cheap. Pretty, pretty much. There's a lot of good stuff on there you can find. I mean, short of hookers... We can you can pretty much find anything on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're actually not surprised that they're kind of. They have those on Facebook ad, Market. Like, <laughs> I've been sorry. looking for one. There's so many like, there's so many of these ads that pop up about like, oh, you want to find yourself a sugar mama? A I need one. Daddy. I definitely yeah. need. I even Dated, take one of those. Dated thirty-five and above. <laughs> they're, 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 this, um, Listen, I'm sick of women getting in the game. Give me a sugar daddy. I'll take them. Right. There, there was one. There was one day. There was one. There was one day. There was one day. I had. I popped up on. Uh, I had a person uh, send me a message on Instagram. I'm one of my old Instagrams that I got rid of. Um, some woman. I'm going to say she's probably maybe about 40, 50 years old. She goes, are you looking for a sugar mama? I'll buy you anything. I'll pay for her, everything that you need. I'm like, I'm like, I just sent her a message back. I'm like, yes. no, I'm good. Yes. Yes, please. I said, no. I would have said yes. Yeah, then if I said yes, my girl will kill me. Well, yeah. Listen, she well, made her. if I was single. <laughs> Then that would have been a different. <laughs> then it would be a different I mean, answer. Just go break up with her. And you can no, go, like, no, call back, like, no. Hey, baby. Me and my Man, girl would have had a conversation. No, we would have had a conversation, a very big conversation. Like, listen, this is an opportunity once of a lifetime. I will help you get you a sugar daddy if you let me have this sugar mama. No, no, I ra- I'd rather be my my girl's sugar daddy any day. Yeah. I can't be a sugar daddy with what? I'm just the daddy without the sugar. I have nothing. Just pour a, you a just pour some daddy. sugar on you. You'd be good. <laughs> just get some big bag of sugar and just pour it all over yourself. You then go. you'd be a sugar daddy. Glaze you like a donut. Yeah. A big chunk of donut. Oh, yeah. You know what? Now that I'm looking at you, Mike, for whatever reason, you look like you remember me a chef from South Park. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to come up eventually. So he looks more like the young version of Mark Henry. Yeah, sexual, chocolate. sexual chocolate. We it's going to be my new theme up. song, too. <laughs> so now, ringtone? Yeah, I'm going to put that on my phone. <laughs> so every time <laughs> Seth calls, like that calls. <laughs> so every time he calls me or texts me, that's going to come on. <laughs> sexual chocolate. And I, like how, and I like how there was no copyright infringing by Hershey's. Oh, I know. They had the word like, Hershey. I, I just, like, I find it funny that sometimes, like... You they might got money for it. On, on, like, you know, redoing a logo or something like that and kind of, you know, rendering it just a little bit different but not the same. Man, listen, if Mark Henry was smart, he would have did a deal with Hershey and came out with an adult sexual chocolate Hershey bar for adults <laughs> only. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would be It would be special, special... Dark, dark. <laughs> and Extra you dark. Then you can get it with nougat. <laughs> comes in comes, white chocolate. Comes with a spoonful of caramel. <laughs> Just a little bit of caramel with your sugar. Oh, man. Listen, if he was smart, he should have branded that with Hershey. Right. Yeah, yeah he would have made bank on that. Hey, sure. That's how, like, and so he was like, 
you equate the side hustle deals that you could have been in like the 90s to like OnlyFans now. <laughs> it's like, no, OnlyFans, you're not creative. Dude, this shit could have been done a long time ago, man. Exactly. Like, we just call that Pornhub, man. Come on. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Okay, so in the in the reality of, of finances, why am I going to pay you money for pictures? I can Google boobs. Like, I, I, like, and, and it, I get it. It's more of the fantasy aspect. But, like... Come on, man. And, like, even, even, I'm sorry, but even the things you post online will eventually make it to free Google searches. Like, I don't get it. Like, how are women able to create these platforms? It's not even the women that create the platforms. Whoever came up with OnlyFans. It's a a pervert's playground is what OnlyFans and all those other things are. Like, like I I seen one the other day. Like, I, I was looking and somebody posted something about, like, they posted this, like, picture of something, like, some, you know, one of these girls that OnlyFans was selling, and she literally said she had panties sealed f- for fresh scent. What? Like, yes, I want your panties nice and airtight, so when I open it up, it's just... The smell of your pussy. Oh, it smells like you got some kind of disease in your crotch. <laughs> Yeast like, infection. Like, <laughs> you open it up, you have some crabs <laughs> jumping out at your face. You're gonna get herpes via via package. Hey, you get pink eye. Let's, let's let's send Joe Biden some fresh from some fresh panties. <laughs> can you see? Can you imagine <laughs> enjoy that? Like, this guy if eat, no, if you send a pair of pair of panties to Joe Biden, he won't even open the fucking bag. He'd be like, scratch your sniff, scratch your sniff. Yo, oh, smell right for the bag. Right, yeah. Just imagine some guy who's just a young girl who's like 12. Like the one little meme that said, how how would Joe Boyd not get COVID? He smells everyone. <laughs> oh, I know. Dude, and like, he's, he's a freaking a, pervert. Like, he's a like, fucking is, pedophile. We can, oh, dude, dude, Joe Biden is a freaking weirdo, okay? Like, let's, let's be real. The fact that we have a president that literally has like half a brain cell firing. I don't even think he has any. I, yeah, no, if it's... If he did, if he had a brain cell, he'll actually be making some sense. But I don't think he has a damn brain cell in his head. No, well, hell, he's old. He's old. All his br- he's, whatever. He didn't even have no damn brain cells in his head when he was younger. He's, dude, he's an AARP plus prime diamond status member. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously. Like, let's put the oldest motherfucker in the in in the presidency. Old man Rivers. Like, zip like, it or I break like, your hip. In, you know, because because you get the you get these long these lifelong union Democrats, right? You get these companies that oh we're a union, so you're just supposed to vote Democrat, right? That that, that that's the push, especially like you know in the seventies and eighties and nineties when you you know like these these you know these unions and these factories and these you know automotive industries specifically like like GM for example, they don't tell you how to vote, but they tell you how to vote like. Pretty much. You want this union to stay around, vote Democrat, no matter who's in there. Like, I, I, I just, I, man. I don't think we have been, have, um, okay. Now, my biggest thing was is that, I'm going to be honest with you. And I was saying, and I know a lot of people going to probably, a lot of yeah, people going to probably hate me for it. Chocolate. Um, but, well, my whole thing with this whole presidency presidency thing is that 
When are they gonna get things right? How much Probably further do yeah. we have to go down this rabbit hole of trying to fix our account? I'm sorry, Bill Clinton was the best president we have ever had in my generation growing up. Listen, the I had whatever. I could go shopping and spend whatever and then come back. And now people talk about the whole yeah, Obama so, thing. So, um, yeah, okay, so I'm the top. Oh, oh, I'm unmuted. Now I'm unmuted. But um, so on. So so think about this. Think about this, and then you can change your answer if you feel so inclined. When the terrorists originally bombed the World Trade Center parking lot, right? What did Clinton do? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Nothing. 9-11 could have been avoided. Like, think about Think about how big... That's the worst terrorism attack in the history of the United States. Think about the fact that if... And everybody got mad at Bush for sending troops over, right? A lot like, of people, oh, no, a lot of people oh, don't no. even think... Because uh, okay. they, they, they amped it up, man. They took it... They literally... Like it was like four, it was like like four or five years, you know, three, four or five years later. That's when nine eleven happened, right? And and they bombed the trade center parking lot. And Clinton, you suck. You did nothing. You did nothing. And they're like, well, let's up the game. Well, you gotta like, think, about, like think about it from that. I mean, not everybody's gonna have the Cheerios to eat out of. You know what I'm saying? But, the, but, but you gotta look at it like this: when you have a Bush administration, right? That goes for centuries. You know what I'm saying? I'm dealing with Middle Easterns. When when you start having when you stop cutting deals with Bush and the Saudi Arabians and the Saudis and the North and the Middle Easterns, it was a lot of conflicts between the Bush family and the Bush administration that was dealing with Saddam Hussein. So now well, the thing well and the thing is is what people don't realize is that Things that happen in one president's, the next president has to deal with it, right? Pretty much. Most definitely. And so, and so, like, that's, you know, and I hate to fucking bring up politics. I hate it. But, like, think, think about the sheer thing. If, if, if Clinton would have done something, we would have never had 9-11. But what could Clinton Yeah, but a lot, of, a lot of people, to this day, not a lot of people say... What could Clinton say, do... Say, Say that they think nine eleven was because of done, like Clinton could have literally went and attacked them then. Yeah, so if he the did. dumbass sat on his hands and did nothing, getting blowjobs from Monica Lewinsky and not doing his goddamn job. Okay. Like, if you're if you're in president to to protect America and someone from for, a foreign country attacks and bombs a World Trade Center parking lot and then conveniently four years later bombs the whole fucking thing. Like please, pl- I, I, please enlighten me how, how if you could have prevented the worst tragedy in American history, short of Pearl Harbor, like think like. Okay. Like so you I, see, I, not every, not everybody think not everybody out there thinks it was freaking, uh, terrorists that blew up the freaking twin towers. A lot of people thinking it's fucking was set up in the whole fucking government that set that shit up. Me personally, I believe the fucking government set that shit up to do that. They got proof I'm out there. Really, they just don't want to show it. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm like. I'm kind of like anti-government anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, so am I. So it's, it's just. But when you look at it like this, when Bill Clinton was office, who did he take office over? 
he came in behind another Bush administration. It's been three generations of Bushes in office. And within those three generations, there even been proven evidence that even the Bushes was, they were aiding and assisting the Nazi party. I mean, dude. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's a lot of stuff that even. You got Biden doing the same fucking thing. He's part, he was part of the KKK. So it's like, I don't get it. Like, when we put it like this, CNN doesn't tell the truth. I'm sorry. CNS can suck a fucking dick. And there's a lot of secrecy going on inside the White House that will never be given. We're only giving we're only giving crumbs and pieces. Right. And they'll say and then we have to insinuate. Well, and like, yeah, and that's that's the thing that sucks is that like like you said, like I'm I'm right there with you being anti government because essentially, you know, if if, if when when you break it down in the sense of like, you know, this, you know, these, all these different groups, whether it's by race or sexual orientation or whatever, right? At the end of the day, it's essentially all of us. All of us non-government people against the government in itself. Yeah, like, yeah we, it's we, called we, we are, the we, people. We are controlled by the government in its entirety. Like, and again, I, I hate to talk politics on this freaking podcast because we're supposed to be off that topics. But like... Now rabbit trail down this, like I, I can't help but like be genuinely irritated about it. Like think about think about the fact that okay, so at one point in time in our in our history, the the bald eagle meant something, right? It meant freedom, independence, opportunity, right? And it, and it meant being united. You know, they didn't call us the United States if it wasn't for a reason, right? But then somewhere along the lines. We, we went to a, you know, essentially two-party system. Even if there's Green Party and Independent, you know, all these other different... They're never going to be in office. It's like, huh. you're, like you're basically throwing your hat into a ring that you're not going to win. But you yeah, just it's always the red or the blue. And you got to understand, like, once we reclaim, once we... As a you as the United States has claimed their sovereignty over England, and we had no more ties with right. England, and we became our own country. You now I'm saying, man, that's when the freedom, the land of the braves, and I'm saying, yeah. but it's like. It, but then, as soon as we broke off into a two-party system, like I said, using the eagle metaphor, is that you know, we didn't want to be left, a democracy. Left wing, we didn't want to. You went right wing. That's, yeah. how, that's literally how the government puts it: is, is the left wing and right wing, right? Yeah. What is one? What does one wing and a bird do? One, it doesn't even fucking fly. And two, if it is flying, it's flying in a circle. And it's not doing anything. So, like... And then you both his wings to fly. The government is literally the truest way the truest way to put, you know, the definition of insanity, right? Yeah. You know, doing something over and over and expecting different results. It don't matter who's in office. Democrat, Republican. The whole thing is a shit show. So, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's in there. It's just it's just one group. Oh, well, the Democrats are doing this. Republicans are doing this. Dude, at the end of the day, okay... Think about like the main talking points of, of anybody any presidential election: taxes, abortion, pro-life, pro-choice, and racial equality, and all these other things, right? But guess what? It doesn't matter who's in office. All that shit still fucking happens. Like everything that they, your they their ideology, and again, it's just them giving us lip service, right? I hate to say it, but like, if we want here. like my uncle said, he said he told me this. He said there ain't nothing but a bunch of old rich white men. And and it's like, you want to go with the money yet? Follow the old rich white man. Pretty much, it's always the old old white rich guy at the end of that. Just like just like with, um, not trying to be racist or nothing here. Just like with BLM, 
there's always that old white guy at the end of that. A lot of people are like, oh, they're giving back to the black people. Bitch, look at the person that fucking owns that. It's always a white person at the end of that trail of that. And you got the that woman who took all that fucking money. There's evidence that came out how much they yeah. got and from taxes. Yeah. All, all that money, she went and bought two fucking houses up in a rich neighborhood around all fucking white people. That money never goes back towards anything. No. I I've not I got nothing against BLM, but I do. Uh, the only thing the only thing I, <laughs> I do the only thing I the only, see, 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 hold, hold, hold. the only thing I have against it is they only come out when a white officer or a white person kills a black person. I'm sorry to say there's more black on black crime than fucking anything. No doubt about it. And what are the, That's why I'm against it. There, there's what, more. What there's more saying? white people so dying flip, from cops. Flip, flip the script that a black cop kills a white guy. Nothing. Think about that scenario. Think about that. And what's funny is that, like, I, so I've I've been following this guy on Twitter, and he basically continues to put. So his name is his name is Jeff Younger, right? And it's at Jeff Younger TX. So literally Jeff J E F F Younger Y O N or Y O U N G E R T X, right? And he continues to post these things saying, Do you see a pattern? Do you see a pattern? Like tons of videos of basically unprovoked, unprovoked black people beating up white people. Literally beating the shit out of white people. But 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 we don't have that conversation. We want to be mad at the one in ten, not the nine and ten. Mm. We want to be, we want to be mad at the, these numbers that are unrealistic. Just because you want to, get, because you think that you have to like get all amped up because of one situation that happens. I get it. George Floyd, terrible, right? Terrible situation, right? And then like those are the, the thing is, there's those those are bad people, right? The thing is, not all cops are bad. Not all whites are racist. You know, in the sense of that, like. You you have to see it from the whole perspective, right? You have to you have to gather the intel before you make an ignorant ass dumb response. Like BLM, basically all they do, they're just waiting for one black on white crime to fucking just spin the world through, right? But what if I mean, I, what definitely. If, I mean, okay, from from I, from my standpoint, right? From my experience, you no know, saying growing up, you know, saying as a black kid being growing up in a white, a predominantly white neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get a lot of racial tension like that. You know what I'm saying? I can walk through a suburban neighborhood and I didn't have a white lady. I probably had maybe two people on the block. On my block. They'd be all like, hmm. Who did that kid belong to? Hey, why you is know? he in my neighborhood? Is he going to steal? So, like, okay, scenario. I was 11. And I'm from Holland. I'm from a predominantly Dutch town. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are familiar with. Oh, yeah, I know. And I had one lady come out her house and ask me, who are you and where do you live? I did nothing wrong yet. I told her I live on Waverly. And she's like, Who's your who's your fan? Who's your parents? And I was like, you know what? I'm Hester and Carl are my grandparents. She never messed with me ever since then. So it's like, so here's, uh, so before you before you play that, uh, 
the one thing is say if you get pulled over by a cop just do whatever the cop says stop refusing refusing to be arrested or whatever and try to run away that's why a lot of people get shot or get tasered it's because they're refusing to be well, do, all that crap. You're, you're refusing to be questioned. Questioned. Obviously, this is the dumb shit that I hate that I see in my own community. I see it come from my own family. Like, as a black kid and as a black man. And it's like, listen, I have had my run-ins with the law. And all, every, every officer. Yes, I had dealt with some douchebag officers. You know what I'm saying? But for the majority of time, you know what I'm saying? They could tell you. Mr. Ewing, he's respectful. He's he's compliant. Well, the thing is, too, is that, you know what I'm saying? If they, see, the process, the process <laughs> is what people don't understand is that, you know, like, again, again, you know, not, not all cops are bad. Not the, I'm not playing that game. I'm, what I'm saying is the fact that they are trained. Cops are trained. Black and white, Mexican, purple, green, whatever. All, all, all law enforcement across the United States, they are all trained in essentially repetitive behavior, right? Yeah, so they when, de- they need a lot when, more training. When you have when you have occurrences happen over and over and over again, there's it, something that no needs to change. Parenting, right? Right. When you, when you see your kid behave in a certain way, you start interpreting and you start reacting the same way because they keep on doing the same behavior. You're going to get the same response. Right. Hey, my kid, if, if your kid, if your kid tells you to go fuck yourself, you're going to slap the piss out of him and say, "Say it again." So exact same scenario in law enforcement. If if and I'm, this is not even black thing. This is this is this is when this when, is when life, you have, when you man. Have people this that, is life you know, in general. You have people behave in a in a certain manner. The cops are trained to react. They're, yep. they're, yeah, it's because they lack. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I worked at a gas station where I get to talk to police officers every day. You know what I'm saying? And yes, I get the dick ones. They be on the shift all night. They don't want to talk to nobody. No. They want to. They got. They all. They're pissed off because why? Because your home life sucks. Yeah, they're so. And they tell you. And I had officers tell me. You know what I'm saying? They're more trained in trying to. They're more trained in aggression than non-aggressive. That means their communication skills is 20 percent. They only teach you 26 percent of communication, and that's. What's your name? Where you live? You know what I'm saying? Where are you coming from? A lot of those cops need a lot more fucking training on a lot of yes. shit. Well, they, they need it. They need it. When it comes down to it, one, it, one word solves the whole problem. Accountability. Yep. Right? Accountability. Yeah. And that's, that's life in general. Like That is a life lesson of you You should be accountable for your behavior. I'm sorry. Why? You know, and if, if, the, if the George Floyd stuff, if those cops would have just been dealt with, there would have never been any rioting. Yeah, no, the well, only one the of them. Is, only like, one of them's in hey, jail. Well, like, you know, he's probably dead by now. But like, but what I'm saying is that if 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 they would have done accountability, there's video proof of what happened. This is what it is. This is the evidence. Caught like it is, right? Yeah. Would have been. There have never been any any repercussions. It would have been like, hey, this guy's in jail. All right, well, we got justice. I mean, we kind of did, we kind of didn't. But like, he's behind bars. He's arrested, right? The same thing with Patrick Loy in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Like that, it, that you know, one, that and, one and, was and, fucked and, up. And the thing is, is like okay, like again, like that officer like should this, be the ass kicked. Okay, but there, but there's multiple scenarios again from 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 cop training perspective, right? So he ran, okay, bad. That's bad number. Ran one. and plus he grabbed the officer's he grabbed, taser. He grabbed for his taser, and like if if you know, and, and you can even put oh the language barrier. He understood fucking English. I'm gonna be honest with you. Run from law enforcement, like. 
it, especially being especially being an African American, you don't run from law enforcement. I don't care where you're from. It don't and matter. It, it, you don't no, run no, from law whatever race you are, don't run run away from. No. I mean, logically thinking, no, saying we're not supposed to. Logical thinking. Mm. Now, obviously, there's some unlogical thinking that's been taking place. You know what I'm saying? You got to think. You know what I'm saying? You're being pulled over by an officer. You know what I'm saying? I'm not finna sit here and justify what happened. You know what I'm saying? Should have happened to them. Nobody's life should be taken for nothing. No. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if he grabbed for a taser. You know what I'm saying? He, you are he, he, should, he should have even got out of the car. Exactly. When he now, got pulled over. When he got pulled over, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. For what? I don't know the reason behind it. I don't know what well, made him run. His plate didn't match. His, his plate, yeah, the plate didn't match. So he probably got scared of thinking like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to jail." No, he, he did. He did have a warrant out for. He did have a warrant out for his arrest. Yeah, even like, even that's so. Again, is the fact that like, okay, so you have this man's information. You have his ID. You have his vehicle. Yeah, he, if he, he runs, go. Let him run because now. What you just did, you we won, you killed a hostile situation. You know what I'm saying? Foot pursuits, man. Like, I, you I, already have his information, so what, there's no what, need what, to chase him. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He uh, at first when he got out of the car, the officer asked him for uh, sir, get back in the car. Blah blah this. Then he asked for his ID. My ID's in the car. It's in the grub, uh, the glove box. And he was gonna go around to the other side to grab it. But at first he was gonna try to reach for something in his car, but that's when he tried. He that's when he did. That's when, that's when he screwed up. That's when he he tried to run, and then the officer went and chased him. Blah blah. This pulls the officer pulls his taser out. Then he grabs. His, then he tries to grab the taser. Then he grabbed him on the ground, slammed him on the ground, and, and shot and him in the back of the know, head. The thing is, is like you know, and and again, we 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 don't know. We we're like. We're not cops. We don't understand what the what what what, the, what, what they, they deal, deal with. with. And the thing is, exactly. Like, and again, they're trained on repetitive behavior. If a certain their job is stressful. Yeah, and uh, like I know, and actually, and the thing is, is that I I would go to the extent to say that I I I am a supporter of of injustice, but at the same token, I also believe blue lives matter in the sense of hey, we don't know what they deal with on a daily basis. We, well, we, let's we, go to they're, Tennessee. They're, they're between, they're between Look what just happened in Tennessee. Now, these are black officers. Now, these Five. are black officers. You know what I'm saying? I had to, I, I had, I had to utterly, look into that. Listen, I am utterly, I'm hurt. I'm utterly disgusted by it. You know what I'm saying? So the simple fact is that you used your job to hunt and kill Somebody, yeah, somebody that's you, sleeping with your ex. Because and, and like, and that's the thing is they they think they and see the thing is is and it and see what the difference. I know the they got some prison time for that shit too. Well, and like, oh, and there's and you there's know the they live in a state where the death penalty is still there. Oh yeah, this is capital murder. There, you are caught on camera. Yeah, you are on camera well, that's murdering. Right. That's too. why. That's why all of this, you know, this stuff is so crazy because nowadays. Like you have to know you're getting recorded. You you have to know people. Ninety percent of the world, about, you know, has a smartphone. We have we have devices to to basically give video proof. So the fact that the fact that there was no accountability for for that particular situation with law enforcement, then you, then then you're not doing your due diligence because we have evidence. If you had evidence of me robbing a liquor store, I'd be arrested. Done. Game over. Right. 
if I have video proof of this literally the scenario playing out, then you should be held to the same. Guess what? You're just you're you're a citizen as much as you are a cop. You're not God. You don't get to play. You don't get to play judge, jury, and execution. And that's the thing. There's a lot of these officers, right? And don't get me wrong. I have friends that are officers. You know what I'm saying? And I talk to them on a daily basis. They be like, bro, being a cop sucks. I have a friend right now, man. He works. He's he's a Ottawa County Sheriff, and he's been called to meth labs and all type of shit. (laughs) I caught it. So, So hold on. So just give a little context. I vape, right? And so, like, I mute my mic, right, on like my little soundboard thing. And every so often, I'm trying to talk, and then all of a sudden, I realize my thing's muted. Anyway, sorry, go. <laughs> and like my friend, you know, what I'm saying, and I, I like we went, we grew up in like fourth grade, and he tells me he's like, I was like, well, what made you become a cop? I'm like, dude, we hated cop. Like, we would do dumb shit because your dad was a sheriff, and he would bring me home, and he was like. I want to do it because, man, it's something adventurous. It's different. But he says, Mike, it's stressful. Oh, yeah. I, I can 100%. It's like because. But 100% believe that. And I said. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't understand what they deal with. Expect, like, no. And, and, you know, and it's we, you know, we only understand what we see. We don't understand what they, what they see every day. They're, they're holding a gun and a holster on their side because they don't know what's going to happen. No, and, they it's, don't know and that's right. They don't know what they're going to deal with right we when they leave their house to go to work. No, because you, exactly, like, as much as the sign we have, somebody posted in front of us a sign, you know, that says, you know, over in uh, our, uh, like, west side of Grand Rapids, and it basically says, oh, you know, somebody should be able to come home from, a, you know, safe from a traffic stop, right? We're referring to the Patrick Lalloy stuff. Okay, but the same but the same goes for law enforcement, dude. Like, you, you, you know, you get these people with these extremely tinted windows that's very, that should be very illegal, because you don't know if there's a gun hole behind that window and he puts the window down, pop, pop, pop. They run that risk every traffic stop. Think about it. That, Think about the fact that they don't know what's going to happen walking up to that car. Now that's I mean, why. That's, now, I mean, now that, that, but, but this is what then I said. This also says you took on the job to take on these risks. Yeah. You know yeah, that, that's why they're now when cops <laughs> pull over in Grand Rapids that I've been noticed. I don't know about in any They got other a flashlight. Uh, <laughs> Now, when a cop pulls over another, pulls over somebody, they had to call for another officer to be there in case something like that happens. Yeah, and like, and that's the thing is, like, we don't know what they deal with. We we, they, we we don't. We will never understand. It's not like you know, in a lot of these you know these cop shows and you know and stuff like that. Like they don't they don't depict the reality of no. it. No, nope. it's all it's all like very freaking you know very powder puff type of deals. But we don't know because. They every time they clock in, they could you know they could not come home. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and so when you when you when you have a when you have a career choice, and it's not like they get in bank, okay? Like like the, like people think that police officers make all this crazy money. About, they, like, they don't. No, it, it's it's no different than the fact that you know when you when you have, you know, people that serve in the armed forces, right? Like they're they're doing it because they want to. You know, better whatever scenario that it is. But then you got most of these guys that serve in the armed forces that's coming from over, over, from back from overseas, becoming police officers. This is where I, I, I call for no saying any police officer involved shooting. I don't care because 
who you are or what your officer is. Psych evaluations, man. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. No, like, they like, deal with a lot know, of they, that PTSD. Like, and this is, this is why, you know, I'll give my plug for mental health awareness. Like, people don't understand, you know, when, when you're a person who's dealt, dealt with stuff, you know, like, I'll even say me specifically, right? Like, things that I've gone through and things that, that have, you know, you know, made me more aware of my mental health in the sense of, you know, talking to somebody or, or finding ways to, you know, get help. Get help. You know, whether, whether it's, whether you just sit and listen to some music that just kind of helps you mellow down. Or talking you, to someone. Or to, like, talk to an actual counselor or a family member or a friend or whatever, you know, or even just writing, right? You know, write things out that get, you know, get off your chest. Because depression is really serious, man. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I can vouch for that because my depression has took me down some dark places where I never thought that I'll come, I'll come out of it. Yeah, I mean, same I, here. I used to sit in Indian style and rock back and forth for 30 minutes. Like, people, like, you know, it, it's, all, it's all hypothetical until it happens to you and then you want to yeah. sit there and talk about it. But I'm like, you don't know what people deal with. Like, you know, like, I have stuff that I, that I don't tell my kids or at least I don't tell them the whole thing because I don't need them worrying about me. You know, but like, you know, the guy to my right, like, this dude's got me off every time. Like, hey, you good? You know, and like, and that's, you know, it's, it's a rarity nowadays because everybody's, you know, they're, they have friendships where they basically, it's just like, it's a, what can I, what can I get out of you or what can you help me do? Right. Not like. A lot of those types always looking for some, something yeah, in return. You know, and we've been friends and it's, for over freaking 10 years and like. You know, in doing this podcast has kind of honestly brought us closer in the sense of, like, now we're talking more about things. Yep. You know, and, like, but you need that. And then, like, tacking on Mike to basically, you know, get a different perspective on certain topics and understanding things. Like, like that's, like, that's, that's when you know, like, you have a good support system. So even if you're going through something, like... You have somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like You know who to go to when you're going through this moment. Like, it took me years you know what I'm saying to understand my depression and let me tell you like it took me places where it took me down a rabbit hole where you know what I'm saying I didn't care about myself I didn't care about nothing like I literally would sit in a room pitch black and just cry and cry because I felt there's that's the thing too is is that like you know this you know our you know our parents you know our dad you know men specifically so our dad you know, we we grew up and they grew up in a generation where like men didn't show emotion, men didn't. We you know you you basically if you're crying, oh you little pussy. But I'm like, I'm dude, I'll, I I got no problem crying, dude. I, I cried the other day in freaking public, dude. I don't even care. Like, you know, like if you're going through something, dude, you've got to get those emotions out. You got to get that like that energy out of you somehow. Because if you don't, you're gonna do something that you're gonna regret. You alive. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing. Like, I'm a big advocate for people that go through depression because then for years people used to, used to think, oh, depression's not that bad. Depression is one of the highest things that causes suicide. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It causes people to delete themselves. Or, and then on top of that, it can also create a person to become homicidal. You know what I'm saying? Because people, there's more people that's more strong-minded than instead of me taking myself out, I'd rather just take you out. That's the thing too is is that you have, like, you know, it's 
mental health is a serious thing and it affects people differently but at the end of the day you know you have to get help yeah i mean there, there's there's no way around it if you're going through something you need to talk to somebody i don't care you know it, and i don't even, you know if like if my oldest son listens to them or not you know he's got whatever grievance with his you know mother and me and whoever else you know is father that's a piece of crap and you know like you can only bottle those emotions up for so long like that's just not you're you're not gonna get anywhere you're not gonna you know move forward in life until you deal with the crap that you've you've gone through and And depression is a loaded pistol that's just constantly getting loaded and no kid you know should have gone you know for even a portion of the things that this kid has dealt with and you know what And, and again I, you know, I'm not, I'll say, yeah, like, yeah, his mom, yeah, there was, there was a lot of shitty scenarios, there was a lot of shit going on, and, and she's, but she's held up her accountability for what part she took in the mess that it was for, you know, four or five years, but you can't sit there and hold that over her head for the rest of your life, because all you're going to do is feel bitter, every time you get close to somebody, you're bitter, because you're just waiting, you're waiting for that time when you just be like, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to deal with this. But, like, in any friendship, relationship, family, whatever, like, you got to squash that crap eventually. Like, you, you you can't. You know, and even if you plateau and you break even on your, you're your, like, oh, we're good. Like, hey, we talked our piece. We said what we need to say. And, like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to high five and handshake and hug you and, you know, call you when I want to go out for a drink. But, like. If you break even, breaking even is a hell of a lot better than, than, than harboring and ingesting all of that pissed off anger and frustration. Definitely. I'm going to tell you. I'm not saying like, and then on top of that, it makes other people around you miserable. And you don't want that. You know what I'm saying? No, because because your, your frustration and your anger will get bursted off into someone else. And, it'll, and, it, and it's like a, like a freaking light switch. You know, all of a sudden somebody says something, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you just blow up on them. Like, and it has nothing to do with them. It's straight go mode, like straight go mode. And then it's like you don't know how to apologize for your behavior. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, damn, I, I fucked up. And then, then when you realize that you fucked up, it makes you even more feel more of a shitty person. And your last thing is, is like if you have those emotions like that, you you have to deal with it at some point. You know, but you know, basically, you know, you're like a ticking time bomb, right? You know, whether it's it could be a year, it could be five years, ten years, thirty years, you know. But eventually, that bomb is going to explode, and it's never a matter of if, but a matter of when. And if you, yeah. you know, if you can start seeing little cracks in your armor of your emotions, you need to deal with it like then. Don't wait. Don't wait till the, there's more chinks in your in your your emotions. Don't Before wait. You, don't wait to the last minute. Then people, you got people thinking no. like, why didn't you didn't come to me? Yeah. And yeah, I understand. That's the thing is that you can have people that be like, oh man, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know I was, I was, I was behaving like that, or I was coming at you like that. And like, but that builds a stronger bond that there's, there's, you know, genuine like understanding of how you're behaving. You know, I mean, even honestly, like, I don't I mean. Like me and Mike in the beginning, like it was, it was, it was kind of like you know, kind of rocky. But like, you know, eventually when we talked about things and we and I got an understanding of his side of, 
his thought process and how things go, then I understand. And, and I'm, I'm able to understand him fully from every angle versus just knowing one side of a story because, again, everything has two sides. There's, there's two sides to every coin. There's two sides to every argument. There's two sides to, to every emotion, feeling, anything. And so I'll let, you know, if you want to sit down and figure, figure out those from both perspectives, then, then cool, good. But you can't sit there and take one person's what they say and then take that as gold. Right. No. Like, honestly, Mike wouldn't be sitting here if, if we never talked. Like, I'll be real. You know, and, and so, like, like legit, like, he's basically another brother to me. Like, Rick and Tim, like, man, you don't even know what me and this guy have been through. <laughs> like, A lot I, of shit. <laughs> like... Dude, you have, like, I mean, between exes and ex-girlfriends and baby mama this and blah, blah, blah. Like, but, like, here we are still standing. Like, believe it or not, comedians are the most depressed people on the planet. Robin Williams contested today. And the best way they dealt with their depression is by getting their, putting information out there and turn it into a joke. But, but he, but Robert, Robert Williams has come out because he was dealing with issues in his head, and plus the medication he was on, and his he even hid it from his wife and his family. Well, and that's the thing too is is like there's some people, probably people I even know, that that hide things, and honestly, I'm probably that way for my family. My family thinks I'm fine and dandy. But believe me, like I got some deep seated crap that I that I need to deal with eventually. Yeah. But like. Yeah, a lot of people think I I not I don't fight with shit because I always put up a good front. I do deal with a lot of shit. I deal with uh, thoughts in my head. I dealt with almost deleting myself plenty of times. Yeah, and like, and that's the thing is that you got to talk about. It. You have to. It, no it, I, I'm a guy. I grew up with a dad that told me just throw some dirt on it and move on with yeah, your shit and quit yeah. being a little fucking pussy. Basically. And I, and I, I didn't get. I, 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 I try. I honestly have probably. I don't think I've ever seen my dad cry, except for one time, and that was at my grandma's funeral. That's the only but time like, I ever saw my dad cry. You know, but like, but again, the, these these people born, we'll say. You know, we'll say between 1950 and 1970, right? You were raised, you know, you were were raised by your dad to basically, like, you just suck it up, you big wimp. Like, suck it up. Like, you're fine. My dad went to prison in 88. So, I grew up around a bunch of hard-leg uncles. You know what I'm saying? And... But you, but the thing is, is, but, like, people thought it was, like, it doesn't have to be your dad or a stepdad or, or you know, but... It could be uncles. Day, every, every man needs a, needs a man in their life. It don't matter yeah. if, it's, if it's your, you know, whoever. Any, any older man that can breathe wisdom into you and, and, and help you feel comfortable, that is the best possible scenario. Like, as, as much as me and my oldest son butt heads, he knows that I ain't going nowhere. We will beef, it'll be, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month, two months, whatever. You know, but at the end of the day, like, he's my son, I love him, and, you know, this too shall pass. And, 
But like you know, you know, if he didn't have me, I don't. He'd probably be in jail. Like I, I, I know as much things as he does now, to my knowledge. If he didn't have anybody holding him semi accountable, I would. I'm ninety percent certain he'd be in jail right now. For something stupid, and yeah. you know, saying, and I agree. And, and that's and like, he literally told me the other day he wanted a gun, and I was like, for what? For like one, you're not hood. You've never been in the. You've never. You've never lived on the streets. You've never been in a gang. You've never been around gang violence. You've never been like. You having a gun is the stupidest possible thing because guess what? We are naturally irrational people. And mm-hmm. if you say you're not irrational, that's an irrational thought. <laughs> like I, you know, and so it, it, it's we are emotionally driven people, and it takes you it takes all of three seconds for you to make an irrational decision, and and, and you're done. You're in prison the rest of your life. And he, forty years. It's like he doesn't even understand. Like whatever problems you got, kid. You got people around you that will handle your problems. Trust me. Like, you don't have to worry about nobody talking about, oh, oh, yeah, I got these dudes. Okay, call Mike. Right? Well, that's the thing, too, is, is that, like, when you, like, in his, you know, my oldest son, for example, you know, obviously we're talking about him, but, like, he, you know, he his his father was very hard-headed in this, you know, and, Act, you know, acting like he was thuggish and acting like he was hard and he was this badass. But, like, go ahead. See, see how long that works out for you. See how long that, that mentality works until it don't work. Because, I'm sorry, you, you can front all you want. You know, and, like, think, think about it like this. These rappers nowadays, right? You know, they spit in all these bars and, and these, and they're making stabs at people... Hey, how many how many rappers have been shot and killed in the last I don't know ten years? They're running. Listen, man. They when run their mouth until someone shuts it. These, Pretty much. Okay, it's like I've been wanting to talk about this for a minute, man. Bring it on, man. Yeah, when it comes to Chicago rappers, right? The Chicago drill scene, New York drill scene. Let me tell y'all something. The ones that make it out to become big and able to leave their hometown. They move far away from that son bitch. Oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? They're living, they're living they, with their wife for ten years and two kids going to private school. No like, sir, no problem. Like what they talk about is, is is their life. It was their life until they made it. It was what they were doing until they made it. And guess what? When they made it, they only took out. Let me. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's like little Dirk. He has a death cloud over him. Every artist that he has signed has ended up dead. King Von. I like his style of rap. I like his music. He could have been something. But having this dark cloud when it comes to Dirk, why everybody around you getting killed, son? company you keep. So. And honestly, and it's, it's mostly, honestly, like in the hip-hop community because there's, there's this false sense of of how they are, but they're not actually like that. That's probably something they've experienced in life, but that's not who they are now. Because like you said, they're like, they made it, so now I'm going to get the hell out of this mess. I'm going to rap about it because it it was my life and it was experience, just like Eminem. You're asking about things that have happened in his life. But he's not telling you to live my life. Exactly. 
know, Dirk not life. saying live my life. No. You know what I'm saying? Dirk not saying that shit. Yes. Dirk telling you, listen, homie, this is what I've been through. This is what I rap about. I'm making money off this shit. Don't be me. Don't yeah. do the it's, things it's a, that I it's do. A, it's a what not to do manual. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and if you see if you see music, you know, if you see music from from one perspective of oh yeah they are they just like no they're not because I mean, the real gangsters think it well and like and the thing is is like the real gangsters they either dead or in prison. Well, and like the authenticity of 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 you know some of the music is is misinterpreted. It is. You know you have you have like you have your hard rock and metal that really honestly like is the most genuine music in the sense of like there's a story behind what they're writing. Every lyric has it, there's there's something to it. There's context. I mean, that's just like going back to the nineties where they'll say the punk rock scene. Right. How many kids were actually assholes listening to punk rock? I know a thousand of them. Right. I too. partied with them. I hung out with this them. Is like in, but you know, but again, like in you know, in that in that punk rock, you know, scene back in you know the eighties, you know, with it, it was more about pushing back, you know, and break breaking breaking that glass ceiling of like, hey, how much can we do before <laughs> <you> <laughs> before the I mean? shit really hits the fan? Exactly. I mean, you have these bands that like it was more about they were speaking more about like rejection. rejection it was it was and breaking the seal of of what's socially acceptable. Like the boundaries. The envelope. Yeah. And then yes, and a lot of their envelopes were pushed on the people that truly didn't deserve it. But not trying to say like the music the influence of music of kids now saying has always changed now saying throughout the years. Um how many times now saying that you see a bunch of kids listening to Jay Z and Cash Money that wanted to be I'm like, shoot, I wanted to do that. I wanted to walk around with big old diamond and watches and stuff because that was what I liked it. I liked it jewelry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love all, diamonds. Flash with no, with no real like anything to it. Like I, I like how they, the, you know, how like Jay Z has the most X amount of records. But when's the last time you put out any relevant music that didn't have Beyonce in it? Oh, actually, Jay Z just dropped a hot one. He just dropped a hot one. Well, yeah, well, how, what was the gap in between the other ones? Like, I mean, you know he's I mean? a billionaire, so he really doesn't well, have yeah, to yeah. <laughs> listen to no more music. Well, it's because, I mean, because he he got his fame, and then now he's just kind of producing, basically. That's what like. You know, like you have Eminem who's been going strong for 25 years. like, And he's know. in his 40s. Jay-Z's you know. in his 50s. Yeah. So it's like. But, you know, but like, but like that's the adaptability of music is that like when you've reached a certain point and like I'm good, now I'm going to teach the next generation and the next generation, you know. And so like and, and there's positivity to that. But I'm going to be also, honest with you. There's also negative. I look at it. The OGs of the music game, you know what I'm saying? They accept too much of this new garbage of generation music. And I'll say, and I don't accept it. I don't like listening. A lot of this drill music is garbage. Why do I want to sit there and listen to you talk about, oh, I'm going to spit on your home, you're dead? I'm like, listen, come on, man. That's disrespectful. Like, I don't want to sit there and listen they, to that they, shit all day. The thing is, is that you have the ones that have experienced it, and you have the ones that just run their mouth. And now someone's calling me. But, um,. I don't know, but you know, but like we we could literally spin circles around you know, music and everything else as it be. But um, you know, we'll 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 cut it dry right here, you know, and you know we'll leave some more uh, more conversation for next week.
Um, so, you know, I hope you have a great week. It is actually Sunday, so I'm literally actually saying week in the sense of you actually have a good week. But um, so, you know, this is the Off Topics podcast. Deuces. Have a great night, everybody. Good night, everybody.